0: hey guys and welcome to today's episode of give it the beans now if you are a bodybuilding fan um, you will no doubt have seen some of the things that have been happening particularly some of the the deaths that have been happening within the bodybuilding scene here and um, the past few months uh, it is absolutely tragic to see um, and to see some of these guys you know who um, you know aren't, aren't that old um, passing away and leaving behind uh, you know um, loved ones as it's really sad, but I think it's a little bit of a, I think for for a lot of people, it's a little bit of a wake up call to ensure that, you know, in this game, you're not invincible and, you know, we can't continue to act like we are Superman without there being repercussions later on in life. And I think this is where some of the work that Victor Black promotes and the likes of Joe Jeffries, my coach Cal and whatnot promote the, the sort of safer stack design model is, is so important these days. But not only that, I think, you know, it. it's probably shook the the, the bodybuilding industry. I think it, it's definitely shook me a little bit and it's kind of prompted me to, to seek out um, some of the, the sort of health tests that we should be getting at least once every say five years, for example, um, calcium score tests and angiogram. And these, these are things that, you know, I think a couple of years back, I wouldn't have bothered because I just didn't see it as important but then I kind of now think especially being a dad and um, I'm like well is there any you know plaque depositation right now and um, how is my arteries looking how's my heart looking and um, because you know I, I still want to be here in 30 35 40 years time um, and decisions I make now really need to be reflected of that so I would say that I've been going through an internal battle in my mind of you know Okay, how long can you keep doing this for? Um, before you start to see those sort of negative repercussions come in. Um, so anyway, to put my to put my mind at ease, that's why I've kind of booked with a cardiologist um, just to get a like you know you need you need a referral from from one to get a calcium score test on or an ECG. Um, everywhere I've looked nearby me won't um, won't give you one unless you have a referral. So yeah, went, we're going to go private with that. That's in a couple of weeks' time get it checked more, more so for peace of mind um, and then decide kind of what I'll do thereafter I think that I'll always bodybuild but um, yeah it's just understand okay well how long can you really push doses up and um, the doses that I push are nothing like you know the, what you've been seeing from the guys in, at the top level that have been um, passing away and whatnot but you know I think still just uh, for peace of mind is something that I'm going to look into and I'm going to encourage clients to look into as well you know years ago I was one of those people that was like oh i'll happily pay you know 30 quid for a vial but no nah, i'm not going to pay 200 quid to get a consultation with uh, with someone to chat about heart health or whatever or pay x amount for a for a for a scan and ultimately that's it's kind of the industry that we live in at the moment this is the, the real world um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna ch- check myself anyway encourage clients to do the same and take it from there but yeah i just thought i would start um start with the podcast i've purposely kind of not said anything on social media or anything about it because it's too many people can offer their opinions and chip in and whatnot um especially people that are very much against um assisted bodybuilding so i figured i would probably just more likely say it on on a podcast opposed to to anything else but um anyway moving on um to to the sort of topic of today's podcast and that is the uh, you know the what you've kind of been seeing on Instagram, I've had a lot of people ask me about this, is the, the increasing sort of volume approach and where someone will add kind of sets to um, you know each week. And this this is just simply a new method of training that's come about. And there might be some of you out there kind of wondering like, oh, sh- should I switch to it? Um, you know, what's it like? What I just want to say is like, don't worry, you know, the, the wheel hasn't been reinvented. Um, however, I think it is quite like a it's quite a genius way, really, um, of increasing like volume or accumulating like more load in the gym without having to increase the load on the bar um, or the reps at the same load each week. And you might be thinking, right, well, well what does that approach kind of look like? It usually involves um, the individual sort of increasing um, their training volume by the addition of an extra set uh, or two each week um, for a set amount of weeks and this might be a four to six week period um, after which they will take a deload uh, they'll wash away some sort of diet induced fatigue they're purposely allowing their body to overreach um, and then effectively sort of repeat the process and go back to um, go back to sort of week one volume if that makes sense i suppose before we before we get into to explain it properly you know if we look at um, we maybe want to look at kind of what what I'll, I'll promote and what my ethos is and what I should say is that there, as I said, there's hundreds of different training appro- approaches to training and um, some that might work better for individuals uh, than others. So rather than me say something is right and something is wrong, I think it's more so you want to look at it as what is effective. Or ineffective and um, what you're doing right now might be very effective for you. For some people that that current training method wasn't you know effective they've switched to something like this and they found it worked really really well for them. Um, if you're brand new to bodybuilding, if you didn't already know, you know for a muscle to grow we must have an increase in total accumulative load going through the muscle as time goes on. And uh, If you've been following me for a while you'll kind of know what I preach. And with the aim each week of doing more reps at the same load. So, for example, if you did six reps at 100 kilos, that gives you a total of 600 kilograms. If you did seven reps the following week, um, times 100, that would give you 700 kilograms. If and so on and so forth, you could think of the same same reps at more loads. Six times 100, 600. The next week, six times 105. give you 630 kilograms so pretty simple right and then the last one everyone forgets is improved muscle fiber recruitment with the same reps and the same load the more muscle fibers you get on breaking down doing the work ultimately the more and will respond and the more will grow and that seems probably quite simple enough right however not everyone wants to hit a pb every time they're in the gym Uh, and this is where and I suppose it's maybe got a finite line between. This is where this maybe new methodology has has evolved. So with this sort of increased, <clears throat> excuse me, increased volume approach in regards to sets, um, based on the individual goals, or based on the individual, sorry, they're going to pick a certain muscle group that they want to get the biggest response. You know, some people might call that a specialization block. Um, for example, like they might go into a chest specialization block. Now, what they'll tend to do is, every other muscle's are sort of volume across the week, they'll drop down to what we would class as a minimum effective um, volume range. So, that would be the, the bare minimum number of sets that they need to do across the week. To notice muscle growth and if you want to know a bit more about sort of minimum effective volume and whatnot just listen to the, the podcast from a couple weeks ago or check out the article on the website so this means that they're not smashing that muscle to smithereens they're just doing the least that they need to do to get it to grow and um, so this means that their overall training volume will be quite low however as the weeks go on they might add a set or two uh, to their chest work on specific days um, nothing too complicated it could just literally be Adding one or two sets to the specific rotation, or even to multiple exercises in that rotation. So let's say, for example, they were doing a hammer strength incline, and they started with two sets, and then the next week it goes to three. And in the same session, their cuffed clavicular um, fly goes from two sets to three. Uh, You know, something like that. Um, And that would be, you know, what you start with on week one might be your sort of baseline level, right? So they started at two, two sets week week one, week two they go to three, week four they go to to four, week five they go to five, week four maybe they go to six and if you were to apply that same sort of principle that we spoke of earlier about you know say six reps times 100 kilos gives you um, you know say Six hundred kilos, and then you work it the same for your back offset, and so on and so forth. Uh, you'll you'll soon quickly see that by the addition of a set each week, you're you're going to be there's going to be more total volume going through the the muscle itself quite significantly. Um, I might add. So if you're trying to bring up that area, and you're actively putting more load going through the, the tissue itself and that's obviously exactly what you're trying to do to to stimulate growth. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to failure on those sets. Uh, you know sometimes they might be instructed to um, do what we would class as, as sort of reps in reserve um and on other weeks to failure. This is actually Ali's actually sort of doing this um this sort of way of of sort of training at the moment. I wouldn't say he's doing it wrong, because he take. I wouldn't say he's doing it right because he takes everything to failure when he's been instructed to go. I think for him he has to do one week two or three RIR reps and reserve, then the next week failure, the next week two RIR. Um, and reason being is just that because if you don't you're going to bloody smash the the muscle smithereens. Because if you worked out from kind of week one's total accumulated load, like for example you say right the two sets that are on the chest press gave me this much total volume. Then you work there for week three. Then you work there for week four, etc., etc. Then by the time you get to that final week, there's a huge amount more volume going through that tissue. You you then deload it, and we would class that point of maybe perhaps overreaching to the point. Whereas if you if you continued on that sort of volume, you would no longer get stronger. You would in fact get weaker and maybe perhaps promote a lab injury. This is why they will deload um, and then return to that sort of baseline. Um, baseline's level of volume. So I guess what the the sort of overreaching promotes is kind of like a super compensatory effect in muscle mass. So like a significant increase in muscle mass in that specific area. Um, And then the aim is when they re-enter week one back to that sort of like their lower volume point to enter that in a stronger position, you know, moving heavier loads than they were in the previous block. Um, which has kind of been facilitated by this approach of accumulating volume, that's actively overreaching um, and allowing for that sort of strength increase. So that's effectively how it works. Although that maybe perhaps they get pr- they might promote some RIR on some weeks. They still are physically trying to push and get a little bit stronger on on different weeks. Now this is there's, there's the same approach with different methodologies and different spins on it, right? So I can't I can't say um, specifically. Which one you know you maybe you're following a coach that follows a certain one, um, but there may be coaches that have just their their own little sort of um, uh, idiosyncrasies on this, and it's as like I said it's not something that that I promote, um, and I'll go into that in a second, but it is worthwhile uh, pointing out that you know you, you're, you'll see significant growth in the muscle area that you're specializing but you might see a little bit of growth also in the places that you've put to minimum effective volume and um, just nowhere near as much growth um, as you'll see in the one that's sort of like specialized so you might be thinking you know Vaughn, this is really new um is it for me what do i think of it as i've said i think that it's genius um i think that there's some some sort of visual evidence out there from the top coaches in the industry that use this, that it can and does in fact work. However, before you go, you know, jumping on to the next best thing, it's probably best to consider a few points beforehand. Firstly, what I would say is, you know, are you growing from the current volume um, and approach that you're doing at the moment, like that you are implementing at the moment? If If the answer is yes, is why change? you know what would be the point. Um we can often like we often look to change things up just because we see someone else doing something. When in reality, like if you are growing fine from your current approach, which is maybe different, I would stick with it. And you know, you, you guys know what I'm about if if I hit a sticking point, I don't really change my volume, I change the intent I change the exercise, I change the rep range, I change the tempo um, and provide that as a different stimulus to grow rather than completely try and change or, or reinvent the wheel. Another question to consider as well, if it is is a huge one for many people out there, um, do you actually need a specialization block or do you simply need to grow all over? You know if the answer is the latter then the goal of getting as strong as possible across all lifts um, should remain the same um, and this is well, going to ensure you kind of systematically bring um, bring up everything um rather than just focusing on one area than the other. Most mo- most clients I work with have multiple areas that they need to bring up um, and this is why we opt for a different approach of coin- kind of consistent volume um, across the week and the aim is sort of more for more towards total accumulated loads through hitting PB's sort of weekend. Week out, and effectively, I'm trying to get their volume for every for every body part at a point where they can recover well from, uh, but they can also see like significant growth, and that just takes a little bit of time um, to figure out. As I said, like personally, um, this this isn't something that I have tried myself um, or have programmed in, and you're probably wondering why now. Now that doesn't mean that like in the future I might not do it. Because I, I would like to think that I have a a little bit of an open mind when it comes to um, like new methodologies and, and training approaches and, and whatnot. Um, but, but one of the main reasons is is a couple of things really. Number one, like I absolutely love training to failure. There's something that inside of me, like the past few years, like I just get a huge amount of joy and fulfillment from having a specific number to beat from the previous week or the previous month, whatever it is, like going in on a weekly basis and and just doing that. It's it's something that I can only describe as like an a itch that needs to be scratched. And it's been that way since 2017. And I know that some of you will be like listening to this and just nodding along, like I couldn't go in and, and train with um, with reps and reserve and get um and get enjoyment out of it you know i, I wouldn't be taking my body to to its limit um don't get me wrong i understand the principles of why someone has to do reps and reserve and why it might accumulate sort of less overall fatigue but it's just not what has been ingrained in me over the years um however you know i do appreciate as well that that not everybody um, likes training to failure, and that this is where I think that this new methodology, this sort of of increasing volume approach, um, in regards to sets, can come in very handy. However, I think one of the the big things that you need to look at is if you've never like if you've never really trained to failure in the gym, how do you know what's stopping three reps shy or two reps shy? of failure feels like. And that's where I don't think many people in the industry have truly experienced what failure is. And this, I say this not like it to try to like be a dick or, or put people down or whatnot. It's just that I, I look at training footage from clients week in, week out, day in, day out. And a lot of my responses, yes, we talk about form and execution but, like, in a lot of my responses, I'm like, you're not trained hard enough. You're not trained hard enough. There's not enough weight on the bar. Um, you know, there was an extra two or three reps there. Very, very rarely will I be like, that was a fucking, that was, that was the set. Like, that, that was a good decision to stop there. You wouldn't have got another one. Don't get wrong. I think that there's a few clients that, that, that when they ping over that, that they get that response. But it's, it's few and far between. The reason... I, I I do that. It's my job to push clients or help, them push them above above their limits where they think it's possible. So this is where I'm thinking right. Well, if, if the, my client base I'm working with, and I work with, I'd say some decent decent level athletes. If if some of them aren't going to true failure of where they 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 think failure is, then the average Joe is certainly not going to to failure. So then they don't know. I think if what like, what you need to consider as well is that that method is great. If you are like a one to one personal trainer and you can train, you train in the gym or you're an online coach and you have buckets of time to train in the gym. But if you're someone who, you know, you've maybe got a couple of kids and you've got limited time in the gym, you couldn't then, if you're, you know, the workout in week one takes, let's say you only have an hour, if it takes an hour and then by week five or six, it takes an hour and a half or an hour and forty minutes or whatever that is. Um you maybe just don't have the time to do that. So this is where that that approach maybe wouldn't be the the best for you. I personally think that like this increased volume approach would be perfect for individuals who are already fairly big and who perhaps have a very dominant body parts over the other um, and if you're looking to maintain muscle size in 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 one area, and bring up another in a short period of time, then that might be the answer for you. But like everything else, it depends on what works. You, know, you have some guys who, like for example, like I've been, I've I've chatted to many bodybuilders before, who have say big legs or or whatnot, and they look at like say my physique and they will say vom. You should probably train your quads once every two weeks, and then that way they won't grow as much, and everything else will come up at a, a better rate, and effectively will kind of quote unquote catch your quads up. But then, my response is fuck that, absolutely fuck that. Why? Because I love training legs. It's I love training quads. It's something that I, I, I enjoy. I don't I don't bodybuild to fit category. However, um, I do step on stage. Um, whether I fit into that category or not is, is not really based upon what I do. It's just a case of trying to just present my physique um, and have a goal and a target to work towards. Something to shoot for, something to aim for. So al- although my training, yes, it, it does somewhat reflect my weaknesses. For example, my weaknesses trying to bring up um, the size of my chest, my arms and my glute, um, it doesn't mean I'm gonna pull back on other areas because I fucking love training them. Um, as I said, however though, like that doesn't mean that I won't change what I do in the years to come. Um, I may need to change up, for example, let's say I might properly bodybuild till I'm, I don't know, 35 and then, then think, right, I'm just gonna pull down to TRT for the next wee while, um, and tr- th- then then th- at that point, I maybe might need to find a different way of training to try and add size because I know already on TRT uh, I would really struggle to hold the same strength um, as I've got now when I'm natural, and I think this is what like can play on people's mind. In reference to what i was saying at the at the start of the podcast in relation to some of the, the sort of bodybuilders that have been passing away not. i think that the addiction of bodybuilding comes to the process the, the getting stronger week in week out the increase in size over time and ultimately i guess you relate that to the anabolics that you take help you recover so when you do it for so long then when the the thought comes into your mind of okay, well, maybe I'll pull pull drugs down a bit to to more like a TRT range for an extended period of time, you then like training you don't get, get quite the same enjoyment from it because you're not hitting those big PBs. And um, so this is where the the sort of like desire or want to to start blasting really early, like earlier than you should can um, could come into play, and, and this this is what it means like, or why we we sort of blast and cruise, blast and cruise. However, everyone, everyone's aware of the the side effects going into it, and if you're not, I think that you need to do some research and and get yourself aware. Um, but but just the the main hit, the main home hitter or the home run for me has just been like decisions that I make now need to be reflective of what I want to be or where I want to be in 30 or 40 years time, um, and gone are the days where I can just be ignorant and, you know, be a young um, so-and-so and think that I'm Superman or Invincible, because um, we're not, you know, like, I think we all have a different predisposition. It's fine to get your blood work checked, but that's just not enough these days, um, especially with what we're seeing. I think that as bodybuilders, like, well, I guess our, all our worst fears um, are kind of kind of coming true, that people are dying, Um from perhaps some underlying health conditions, give or take, because obviously they don't never die, you know, never say why these guys pass away, but we know that if you aren't doing regular health checks, not maintaining your blood pressure and things like that, with them, um, if you are taking on a box, then then these things can can come into play, um, so yeah, again, I guess I'm I guess I'm rambling on, a bit, but um, for me, in the you know in the years to come. Depending on what I do, I know I'll always be on TRT for the rest of my life, even if it's self prescribed, because there's just no way of my HP, HPT axis kicking back in. Um, I can't imagine. And I already know how horrendous it feels to be down at TRT. But that's the thing as well you can get so used to being up at like super physiological levels, even just out with, that when you come down to TRT, it just feels shit. It just feels horrendous. But um I'm yeah, I might play about with this new sort of training methodology in the years to come when when and if I you know need to pull down to sort of always lower dosages As I said, my, my dosages are never never that high. Um, nothing in comparison to what these what the sort of pro guys are doing. But um I think that if you're listening and you are a bodybuilder, you know, please see it as a wake-up call. I know that I have, um and and just think about kind of what you're doing. Moving forward, I don't want the podcast to be all doom and gloom, uh, not not whatsoever, um, but I guess it's definitely something that we need to, we have to consider um, as assisted athletes because if we don't, we're just being ignorant. Um, and I guess there's some guys out there that say, Vaughn, I don't give a fuck about health and I'm like, right, well, well fair play, but um, I always have done, um, and I guess that with the arrival of uh, Caden um, about a month ago now, uh, mindset kind of changes because I kind of think in my head, I'm like, well, fuck. I want to be here when he has a son or a daughter one day I think that'd be really cool um, so yeah things like that can change if you're wondering because I'm not doing a baby update here in a wee while um, he's doing good he's a uh, he's a wee cracker um, he's not sleeping uh, well sorry he is sleeping but at times he ensures his mum and daddy don't get a lot of sleep but hey that, this is what it is that's what we've signed up for um, and, and it's great but he's he's settled in nicely he's grown well and, and yeah dad life is a uh, it was great, as I said, um I'll still endeavour um to be the biggest dad on the playground um in, in the years to come. As I said. And think things that like now like in, in my head I'm like right, I've got no desire to compete again anytime soon. Um, so That's why I'm just taking things slow. Um, my body weight is now up at 125. I'm like, right, maybe shouldn't push it too much far above. Um, again, thinking about the, the ticker and the heart and, and health in general. But listen, I, I realise that a lot of this podcast I have um, rambled on, waffled on uh, with um, the actual... The aim of the podcast was just to speak about this sort of increasing training volume approach. As I said, um, I think it's genius. I think there's guys out there, coaches out there, that are showing um, top level quality results having done this method. It, it's not something that I'm currently doing. It's not something that I'm currently prescribing because of my client base. Um, however, it is something I do see merit in. So, if you if you are going to crack on with it, you know I wish you all the best. If you are going to stick with what you're doing, which is the what I promote, lower volume. Oh wow, massive on there. Lower volume, trying to hit PB and get stronger every single week. And effectively, you know, good luck with that as well. Um, I will leave it there, guys. Have a good day. Just remember, that wherever you are, wherever you do, give it the beans.